Welcome to Two Caps and a Coffee, a podcast where two friends are talking about the things that matter most to them over a cup of coffee and bringing you into the conversation. I'm your host, Kaden. And I'm Renee. And today we're going to talk about managing that inner saboteur. So Renee, do you even know what a saboteur is? Do you have one? Tell me about it. So this is an interesting concept because a couple months ago, as you know, I was doing like shadow work and one of the parts of shadow work is to identify different personality characters that might be sabotaging you or the way of life that you hope to live. And I was able to identify a few of these characters, but I think over the months, what I realized is by identifying them, giving them a name, giving them a face and giving them like a reason. So AKA this thing exists because X, Y, Z, and that's why I can never do X, Y, Z. We're almost empowering that in ourselves and making it more likely to be true in a way. So I would say Mm. in the past, I might've been like, that's just like my X, Y, Z acting out, or this is just happening because X, Y, Z. But now I'm of the opinion that yeah, crazy fuck shit happens all the time, but I don't want to say it's an inner saboteur and I'd rather focus on the inner conqueror, if that makes sense. So yes, in the past I have, you know, had that kind of like reasoning in me, but I'm trying to move to something else. What about you? I, so like the more common like notion of like, oh, there's this evil person that's in my head that drags me down. It's my second self. Yeah, Yeah, of course I have one. I think everyone has one. I think it's like pretty impractical for everyone to say or for anyone to say like, oh no, I don't have that voice in my head. You know, I think it just sounds different for a lot of people. Some people it's like, you shouldn't wear that color maybe you should do your hair a different way that style will never work for you it's things like that but i also think it's like kind of also some truth to what you were saying about whenever you were naming it i think that like there is a reason you're thinking that way and it's good to understand what that root cause is so you can either change that belief because Mm. you know what you believe is what you think what you think is what you do and what you do becomes your reality right so I think that like for sure there there is some truth to that but at the same time I'm also like a person who struggles with that voice on the daily and trying to be like a person who is confronting that voice and like recognizing it when it happens instead of just being passive and saying things like wait do I actually think that or it's just something I was taught. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like really trying to make that distinction because if it's something that I actually think or something that I was actually taught, there's like a way that I can tackle that in a sense yeah. if I want to tackle that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Then I would say that's more of like an inner critic. Cause when I think of a sabotager, that's like a person that, um, you know, mm, you, yeah. you're on your way of doing something and they like for example if i am like oh if i if i really want to qualify for this competition i need to get there by eight o'clock and then the night before i purposely set my alarm for like 
8.30. And then like I fuck myself over and, and then I'm like, oh no, why did I do that? It's like, because of the inner saboteur or whatever. Um, so I think what you're getting at more is like that inner critic, like the person that's always like hypercritical of you and looks like hyper-focused on all your little flaws. Um, in that case, I would say everyone can have that personality and that normally comes in the form of like your ego actually so um yeah i i think that that definitely does exist in the majority of us but it's like how do you quiet the ego and focus more on like the true essence of who you are so that's that i think that is where we have like the we're having some resonance in that in terms of like is it an egoic thing that's actually leading to some sort of like self-sabotage or self-criticism yeah i definitely i see now with like what you mean i guess that's what i was saying that like it shows up and like it sounds different to different people maybe mm -hmm. it is the critic maybe it's the saboteur maybe it's like a different form of that but yeah i think everyone has that sense of like negative self-talk you know overall that sense of negative self-talk that like people have to challenge but i i do want to kind of get more vulnerable with you are you okay with that yeah <laughs> come on <laughs> <laughs> yes vulnerability um i i want to know like what is one of the things that you hear from your your person inside that you feel uh, comfortable sharing yeah that's a great question i think for me the it's it's so much like what we talked about in the cappy episode but for me, it's always like, if I'm not perfect enough for X, Y, Z by my own standards, I shouldn't have any form of it. So for example, mm. if I'm like, oh, um, you know, I haven't learned enough about a topic where I could call myself like a subject matter expert, I don't feel comfortable talking about it with like almost anyone else. So like, for example, um, even as it comes down to astrology, as we always say, like we're babies, like we don't really know much about it. And I'm now moving towards like, it is interesting to, you know, classify people and, you know, box personalities into different quadrants to better understand people, but it doesn't necessarily have to define your future. Um, but like when I see it yeah. on, you know, I, I was watching this, uh, thing on the Dallas news and it, they were like talking about like the astrology for 2022 and she did it she tried her best but it was not good um it was Dallas not, news yes yes the <laughs> Dallas news they did the astrology forecast for 2022 and on top of oh that they did vision boarding I was like uh -uh, Dallas. they're coming for our gig uh -uh, they're coming for a gig <laughs> I mean, I, they like the literal like anchor was doing her vision board like Oh, like live, oh, like with yeah. everyone watching. She put, she put financial independence, um, better work life balance. She put that on a board, and I was like, "Your boss in front of our whole board. entire boss." Yeah, that's what I would think too. It's like, like Capricorn twin synergy thoughts of like, "Are you serious?" In front of your you boss, see, like you don't talk about work in front of your boss. That was so weird to me. But um, yeah, like sorry, they, they sorry, had sorry. this whole segment. And I think she did a really poor job of it. She looked like the, like hearing her astrology forecast would give like fire to the people who say things like astrology isn't real or astrology is only for, you know, um, young millennial Gen Z women. Like it's, it's, it was very 
it wasn't good um so my brother was watching it with me and he was like oh, this is why like all this astrology stuff is so stupid and stuff like that and i'm like i don't think it's completely stupid so what i was doing was like you know whenever she said something i did agree with i was like yeah you know what you're doing a great job blah blah, blah. um but i didn't have like the courage in that moment to like <laughs> to fill in the gaps where i knew she had some to my like brother because I'm like, well, I'm not perfect. I don't even know how, you know, I don't know everything. Like the only yeah. reason why I know what's going on is because like I watch YouTubers, I know what's going on. So who am I to say anything about it? And it's like, I think my inner critic always asks like, who am I to da 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 da? Or if, um, you know, as it comes to relationships, like if I don't feel like I'm like completely perfect and completely, you know, like I look the way I want to look or I have like the perfect perfume. I'm like, I can't go on a date. I don't have like the perfume I like, you know what I mean? Aww. So yeah, it's, it's hyper like perfectionist, uh, perfectionistic where it's like, if I don't have everything exactly to my specifications, then I don't want to do it at all. Um, which is stupid because like, I mean, life doesn't happen in like the perfect zone more, more often than not. Like the best experiences are kind of like, um, serendipitous so that's kind of like where I recognize that that is something I do but I'm trying to actively focus on what do I do well instead of focusing on that professionistic uh, quirk that I have but yeah that's yeah. me um, what about you well getting more vulnerable right um, for me it's definitely that like I I have this issue where, like, I compare myself to what I see other people, or even just people in my family. Mm -hmm. The people in my family are, like, grade A perfectionists. We're all type A people, except for my <laughs> sister, she's more like a type B. But, like, mm -hmm. everyone else in my family is, like, type A, has to do all these little things, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, and then there's, like, my aunt, right, who I love so much and everything, but, like, she has this aesthetic that I always compare myself towards. I yeah. always want to be like her. I always see her in terms of like organizing her life, all these little things. She's that person that's like, if you think of like a Virgo, she's like the ultimate Virgo. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. And like, she is a Virgo. Virgo. I don't know. She is a Virgo. Virgo. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is a Virgo. And I want that energy that Virgos have. Like, I love a Virgo. Because to me, it's just like, you are so perfect. You are so, like, you know, like, all those little, like, knick-knack things. Yeah. That, you know, to me, in all, in all reality, drive me way down. It crushes my spirit trying to keep up with all of them. Yeah. But for her... Whenever I look at chorus and I'm seeing it, I'm just like, it just comes so naturally. It's like she's always been like this, which yeah. she hasn't. My mom has told me multiple times before that she did not come out the womb like that. Like, nothing. You know what I mean? Just with, like, bullet journals and perfect penmanship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, that's the stuff that I'm like, I want to be that. I want yeah. that so much. Yeah. And that's where, like, my perfectionism, my perfectionism is kind of, like, stems from a lot of time is, like, I'm trying to be something that I'm not in inherently like and I haven't built yeah. up the habits to be more like. So yeah. that plays out in the sense of, like, last year I felt stuck in a rut because I didn't go do anything. 
you know, not because it's just COVID or whatever, because like there's things that could do with COVID restrictions, but it was like, I didn't give myself the permission to just try something new, to just yeah. explore and have fun and to dream because I was like, mm, nope, that's not like what the perfectionist would do or the yeah. perfectionist would already have plans. And this is how those plans would work out. You know what I mean? Just crazy stuff like that. Crazy yeah. stuff like that. Honestly, you bring up such a funny topic because like, so when we look at astrology, like some of the signs that are seen as the most perfectionistic are Virgo Ooh. and Capricorn. And what the funniest thing is that we're always like, our, like earth signs, everyone knows like are super compatible with each other. Like Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn. It's always like a best match. But I always feel like there's this bit of insecurity from the Capricorn side when around Virgos because like Virgos act out in real life how Capricorns see ourselves mentally and yes it's yes like, that's it like literally it's like why do you have what i don't have <laughs> like why are you better than me and you know you look at them and you there's no way you could like hate them because you're like I, I love everything about you because you're so perfect and i aspire to be like you but it does seem very effortless for them because i think it's authentic like the life that they end up setting up for themselves is what's in their heads and they make it reality. So it's like almost like a better version of a Capricorn is what I see Virgos as. Like they're able to it's go like, from just thought to actual action. However, the Capricorn yeah. is the person that can like actually drive like an organization or business and be like that like CEO character. Whereas like Virgo is like your great an incredible VP or incredible like partner to work with. So it's again, like you, you cannot hate the Virgo. You only want to be like the Virgo, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's like different stages in my life. That's, yeah. that's what I want to be more like, right? Like, cause you don't always want to be, I mean, some people do, I know at times I have, but it's like, sometimes you want to be the VP. You don't want to be the CEO. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then sometimes you are the VP and you need to be the CEO. Yeah, but um, yeah, and like you know this this whole entire like talk about that negative self talk that we all face and everything. I think that also comes up a lot or has been talked about more often, also because of RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Because like I've said this multiple times and have this realization in different ways on this podcast. But it's like, if you, like what Paul says, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love anyone else? Mm. And it's like, how do you give yourself that self-love, that permission to not be perfect, to try new things and mess up in those new things, or those new things don't work out the way you intentionally, like you intentionally thought that they would and stuff like that. I think that's super important too. Um, but yeah. I just, I think that's such a, a good saying and I'm happy for RuPaul for bringing that to modern day society and like mm. bringing it out into the open. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I would say the concept of self-love is, is almost as old as time where people feel guilty for being nice to themselves because we are social creatures and we were told to nurture the collective good versus individual good we as a society hate people who are 
very successful we always think that they must have sold their soul or they must have done something terrible yeah. in order to become successful instead of just like seeing the good in them and also realizing that that potential for goodness is also in ourselves so it's almost like we believe that if we beat ourselves up and make ourselves feel shitty then at least like the collective feels better which is not true i mean the people that you want to be around the most are the people who are the happiest, the ones who are the most comfortable in like the shell of a body that we all inhabit. Like they're not the ones that are like, oh, I just don't feel good today or I never feel good or blah, blah, blah. Like those aren't the people that we love. They're the people that we go to when we feel shitty. And then when we feel better, we're like, okay, girl, um, catch you later. And we leave them behind <laughs> and we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we go to the perfect person. We go to the person that's at ease when we're like feeling better, and then we're like, "Oh, girl, I don't know what it is about you, but I just love hanging out with you." It's the energy, like that energy of pure love, is what's emanating off of them, and that's what we respond well to as people. So, in that vein, I think one of the things that we can start challenging ourselves to do is how do we, you know, fight back against that inner critic, inner saboteur, ego, whatever, or not even fight back, just focusing more on like those little sparks of inspiration when we're like you know what I think it'll be really great to show myself that I love myself by doing xyz and starting to make that the new baseline instead of guilt about that as the baseline yeah. so I don't know is in that vein is there something that you kind of mentioned it but is there something that you've been wanting to do to show love for yourself that you have not been doing yes okay so this kind of, you know, we're in 2022 in January, so it's yeah. all about, you know, resolutions. One of the things that, like, I've, I don't set resolutions, never have, never will, but, like, <laughs> one of my intentions for this year, <laughs> one of my intentions for this year is to practice more self-love. And I wanted to express that in more like a meditation um, to bring me like balance internally yeah. and be able to take more control of like my mental monkey brain. And then also yeah. to like do fun things. Cause I realized half of 2021, I did nothing except for just stay in my apartment and I felt miserable. And I'm an introvert. I love staying home. Same. But I can't stay home every single day like I think I can. I mean, I have. Yeah. It's not a pretty picture. <laughs> I can't do it. But I do do it. But I don't I like to do. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like that I want to do it. I yeah. do it and I hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's just yeah. I've realized that. And now I know that I have to, like, do something else. I have to plan to do something else and get out of the house so mm -hmm. i challenged myself by like once a month at least going to go do something i also got this from queer eye the new season okay. of queer eye yeah. i listened to jonathan van ness and he was saying like to one of their heroes is that hey you know an act of self-love can be to get away from this place even though it consumes a lot of your time you have to separate yourself and show self-love and self-concern um, and self-compassion, that's what he called it. You need to show yourself compassion yeah. for yourself and fill up your own compassion. And then that way you can 
give that compassion out to others. Because if you don't have compassion for yourself, you really don't have that compassion for others. But anyways, he was saying one way that you can do that is just once a month or twice a month, go and schedule something for yourself to just get you out of that space. That's fun. That, yeah, so, you know, that's one of the things. Um, and then I'm actually practicing meditation and I'm doing different types of meditation. Um, mm -hmm. Twice a week, I'm focusing on like self-worth and like building myself up in that self-confidence aspect and saying that like I am enough and focusing on that. And then another thing is saying that like, <laughs> I, I, focusing on self-love in the sense of saying things that like I am full of love and I am lovable because sometimes I fall in that negative headspace of like well I don't like myself right now I don't know how anyone else is going to like me you know what I mean or like yeah. I don't like this so I don't even like that and I'm using meditation as a way to like help combat some of my like habits that come out of those thoughts right so I'm trying to tackle my thoughts in order to control better actions, essentially. Okay, that I completely resonate with that, especially that last <laughs> sentence. It's like, it's kind of like what you said before, like you have to have that quality and be able to demonstrate it toward yourself in order to best demonstrate it for other people. Like if you are not empathetic toward yourself, it's gonna be really hard to be truly empathetic towards other people. Like you'll always say, get over it or like, this yeah. is a solution like why didn't you see that you know what i mean so i resonate with that i think that meditation is completely that should be really fun for you like i don't know it's exactly first week of doing it and it's already a journey <laughs> <laughs> it's already a journey listen like you're controlling your thoughts and as you said you know thoughts equal emotions emotions equal actions actions equal reality and the cycle keeps going on and on and on um kind of like the pygmalion effect in that way and law of attraction but yeah, I I think that I don't know that I think that's like the best first step for like anyone like just if there is an inner critic or whatever that you have like why not instead of trying to because this is the, this is what society does we love to say I need to find the root cause of this I need to find where in my life journey this started and it's almost never a single event that's a boom i am now critical of everything i do in my entire life it mm -hmm. is almost always like small events small things that made us angrier than we realized that we never i don't know confronted in that moment or even had like the foresight to just kind of like say you know what if i don't feel the emotion of this or confront that i don't believe what they said about me was true then i might carry this on and this might become baggage hmm funny like we don't <laughs> learn those skills as children. So, you know, when we do like this, like, you know, life reflection and trying to pinpoint the exact moment it happens, I feel like all we end up doing is just justifying that bad behavior in ourselves. Cause then we're like, well, I, I do this because, oh, because my mom pushed me down like 17 flights of stairs when I was a kid. And that's why I don't eat pickles and I have a really picky diet girl it makes sense like once we start assigning worth and assi assigning like validation to our trauma then we make it stronger and we make it harder to break that cycle so basically i what i'm saying is i think that it makes more sense to focus on the qualities and ourselves that we do like 
for the qualities in ourselves that we believe we have, but we want to make stronger that are positive and just start feeling good about expressing those things. Like I 100% on the same page. I am one of those people that were like, oh, we have to go to quarantine. Oh, oh, mm. like, oh, I have to stay at home and I don't have to compute in the dirty New York City trains anymore. Mm. Like mm. that was me. Shame. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't have to compute anymore. Big whoop. Um, if this means like saving people's lives in XYZ, even better. It's a perk. But I always loved my work from home days. Like, like, I love that shit. So now I'm like, okay, when I was going out, it was easier for me to be active because my activity was like my commute. Like I almost always leave the house too late because I like to procrastinate. Um, and I had to walk fast, like speed walk everywhere. So like, it was really easy to stay in shape. But now that like, I don't have that same need because I completely work remotely. It's like, oh, now I have to put extra effort into doing something that was easy and effortless in the past. Oh, that doesn't yeah. make me feel good. Oh, I don't want to work on that. So what I should do instead is focus on the things in my life experience that I can control that are fun to start doing. And it's like, kind of like what you said, finding things that are fun to do outside of the home and just starting to do those again. Like, that would be fun. So I'm going to the museum later today. And um, I always say that I love the museum. But for some reason, I don't go unless I'm like with other people. So that's so something I'm trying to work on this year is like everything that makes me happy, just doing it now instead of waiting for the perfect condition or waiting for the perfect people to be around me to do it or like X, Y, Z. Like if I have the ability to, which I always have the ability to, I should just go and do the things that make me happy instead of waiting for permission or waiting for Ah, yes, Renee has checked off um, box 13 through 24, which is about yeah. 90%, which means you can do it. Like, just go do it. Just go have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely think, like, I think a lot of it is that we don't give ourselves that permission, right? We're waiting for yeah. someone else to tell us, and I think that's, like, a societal thing. I think for sure. we resonate because we're Capricorns, right? And authority is, like, a big part of our, <laughs> like, makeup and stuff. But I think, like, other people also experience that outside of, like, astrology, you know, the combines mm -hmm. of astrology. But, like, yeah. that that thing just to say, like, you know, okay, let me give you an example. Whenever I first moved to Austin, I lived in North Austin and Cedar Park, and I've only, like, for, like, in... 2020 the very beginning of 2020 for the first like four months i only slept on one side of my bed it was just me in my apartment before i got my dog and everything and i was only sleeping on one side of my bed and i would only make that side of the bed and everything else was just like left untouched and yeah. then i like i looked around one day and i was like why am i not sleeping in the middle of my bed it is my bed no one else is here i still am going to make the bed let, let me just do it. Let me just sleep in the middle of my bed. Why am I acting crazy not doing that? Yeah. And it's such yeah. a simple thing, but I was not giving myself permission to do that. And I wasn't even recognizing it until I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is wild. Why am I not doing this? It's, so. it's a weird concept of permission. I I think with that example, because like I currently only sleep on one side of my bed. Like I have a king size bed. And the other half of my bed is where my pillows live when I'm going to bed. Because <laughs> I 
like the person that has like an ugly amount of pillows on my bed. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to talk about it. Things. You know what I mean? So it's pretty for the design, the decoration, the aesthetic of my room. But when it's time to sleep, I'm moving bitches over so I can properly sleep. But I think it's about like, I don't give myself permission to take up space. That's something that I realized about myself is, yeah. um, you know, there's so many times where like I'm going out and I'm like, oh my God, like I don't want to like take up too much space on like this bench that everyone has to share. Or, you know, I am in the checkout line and I want to make it fast as possible because I don't want to take up too much of their time. Like I am just so big on taking up as little time as possible, as little space as possible. And <laughs> it kind of transcends into taking up as little space in people's lives as possible. I don't want to be like so important to someone that like they notice if I'm like not there, which is like, I don't know where it comes from or where it stems from, but I, I am that person. And I'm like, you know what, in 2022, I want to become more comfortable with taking up the space that I am allowed to take up. Cause it always makes me crazy when I see people just like, take up a lot of room somewhere or you know you're in a living room with other people and there's one person that's lying across the couch and other people have to sit in armchairs i'm like sit up like what are you doing like where are you doing this <laughs> space um yeah. even if there's like no one else in the living room one other person they're comfortable in the armchair i'm like you're taking up so much space i i do that often um it could be cultural and, and exactly as i said before it doesn't matter if i try to pinpoint it and i this is why because i can't change it clearly um but my goal is to you know that my happiness is available now and i think that also transcends or you know pulls into being okay with taking up space and being okay with doing things that are fun exciting having new experiences and not having the fear that like i'm a burden or i'm doing too much or you know other people could be taking up this space why do i think that i have you know the right to take up space in this way so I resonate with what you were saying and it's and i feel so weird like why would i sleep in the middle of my bed like why would i why would i do that when i think about it to myself i'm like my charger's on one side of it like you know why not just sleep in a corner i've always been a corner sleeper maybe because i'm so used to having fucking twin size beds when i was growing up <laughs> and i'm like this is like a twin if i just sleep on the edge of my bed um but i i think it is about like feeling weird about taking up space and feeling weird about, you know, not leaving space for other people to inhabit, which is, it's all perceived. There, there, no one's there. So who am I taking up space from? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I think it is about that. Cause like the act of not taking up that space is making you smaller. You know what I mean? Like you're almost making yourself smaller by not taking up the space that is yours. And I bought that's, the bag, girl. That's wild, yeah. Like it's it's wild. It's literally your space. You should be able to take it up as much as you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I I definitely I like I said I had that realization whenever I was doing that, and I thought that was wild of me to do that. Like I I I thought about that like one day, and I made that like connection, and then I had I like stayed on that aha moment for like good three weeks because i was like why was i like this this is wild but you know yeah. going to that i do i do think a lot of people don't understand that voice in their head that negative voice they i think people a lot of times 
don't understand that it is negative. You know what I mean? Like, they hear the words, but they aren't perceiving it as negative talk. They take it just as, like, fact. You know what I mean? And I think that's where diving into, like, what do you actually think about yourself and trying to explore to some extent of, like, where that comes from helps recognize, oh, this is a voice I have. But, like, I do agree that, like, trying to solve the root cause of, like, where this thing came from, that, that ain't going to help because that's in the past. But I do think, like, self-acknowledgement, self-awareness like, um, in the sense of, like, understanding that voice is important because, mm -hmm. like, I feel like if you don't understand that voice in your own head, who else is going to understand it for you? <laughs> you know what I mean? That I, I work with somebody who's super negative about everything right now, this current job that I'm at. And it's just, she's a nice woman. She's very religious and everything. And like, she's a nice lady at times, but her self-talk or her talk about very her negative. perception of everything is negative. She's so biased towards everything not working out towards her. And it's because she's telling herself in her head, it's not going to work out. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't see a good thing at all or never vocalizes anything good. And it's just like, I don't want to be that person either of like, wow. And instead of saying that, let me rephrase that because I don't want to go into something or like, you know, saying that I don't want to be something. I want to be a person who is positive. I want to be a person who does see the brighter side of things and who is self-aware to like be able to take a stand for myself. You know what I mean? I want yeah. to be that person because that person to me is someone who's strong, who cares and has the capacity to love themselves and other people. So that's that's really where I'm feeling at. at the, the end of this podcast now is that like I want to be that person who can stand up for myself because I love myself and that's someone who I want to be and trying to become and will become and in some ways I have become you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I think on the last point it's like something that we could also do is recognize that if someone has a lot of like negative self-talk and self-thoughts then their reality is going to match that, which is going to give more strength to that. So in our pursuit of being more positive people, I think we could also be, like, we could be aware of the fact that their reality is true for them because it's the way that they're thinking. And it's like yeah. a good, like a good cautionary tale, uh, or it could be an inspiring tale to really focus on the life that you want to lead and recognize that you don't have to feel the way they feel because like you can control the way that you feel and you do that by exactly yourself. i don't have to be jaded when i get older i can choose not to be jaded <laughs> i don't have to be a fucking bitch when i'm like 50 years old i can be great <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think we can everyone has the ability to shape their life experience and letting you know negative self-talk be the reason why you don't do the things that make you happy is 100 million percent your own fault and no one else's fault. Start changing your thoughts and you'll change your life. Period. Well, Renee, I feel like it's that time again where we're coming to the end of this podcast. You know, I want to thank you for coming on here with me and talking with me and everything. Um, but also, I want to ask all of our listeners or viewers, if you're watching this on YouTube, 
Um, what are your thoughts? You know, always feel free to message us below and get involved with the conversation. Um, so thank you again. And Renee, is there anything that you have to say? Uh, just ditto. And you can always find us at Two Caps and Coffee on YouTube and Two Caps underscore Coffee on social media. And we'd love to engage with you. That's it. Bye. Bye, people.